welcome back to the For Film Play Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian McShee, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we're going to be talking about a league of their own. Hey. Um, but before we do any of that, ketchup, condiments. Also, I like your phone wallpaper. Oh, I don't yeah? know what it is, but I dig it. Oh, yeah, it's just like a, like a live picture. So you oh, can just nice. like hold your, your finger on there, and it it's does like a little, little thing. A little bit of smoke. Yeah. I thought it was a Ninja Sex Party album cover mm. for a second. Yeah. Um, shout out to Ninja Sex Party. All right. All right. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. what's up, man? What you been? What you been up to? It's been a, it's been a uh, week. Uh, Papa John out here calling people niggas and shit. That I just read mm-hmm. that on mm-hmm. on like Twitter. Now, if this only like maybe fifteen listeners are gonna remember this, but yeah. I've been going in on Papa John for like since episode two or three, like very early before I knew anything was going on. With Papa yeah. John, you know, it was just you make pizza that isn't that great, which I've been saying for years and years. But everybody was right. like, no, Papa John's food is great. It's great. No, that's shit pizza. It's that not is shit. Yeah, mm. it's like like from all the shit pizzas, it's yeah. up there. It's up there. It's like it's, I mean, there's like it's little Caesars, little Caesars. I mean, it's like I'm yeah. talking about shit pizza. Like, don't compare Papa John's to like some um, like the hole in the wall places that yeah, like, no. aren't chains. Like those are good pizza. Yes, you know, but like this is a chain pizza place. So I'm like, no, it's not that great. But anyway, besides all of that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. that doesn't even matter. What I'm That's talking true. about is looking at Papa John. I've been seeing this guy like show up in my life when I was like. 12, 13 years old, mm-hmm. and ever since I've seen him as that 12 or 13 year old, the look on that guy's face, think, like it just, just the look says, he's gonna try to fuck you. I, I, you know, like I feel like he's just, he will fuck all the kids. He'll yeah. fuck all of them. I mean, it's just, I, I, I have no information on that whatsoever. But right. finally, I have something that just kind of vindicates my, my, uh, my it's hatred not, it, for it's him. It's not kid fucking, but no, it's, no, no. It's, you know, it, it's but, a thing. But he's out there calling, <laughs> saying nigger with a hard R. It's true. You know, so I'm just like, yeah, true. I always it, knew. It's weird. Sorry, I didn't mention trouble, but it's weird because I, I saw that headline today. Mm. Mm. But didn't he already do that, like, two years ago? Uh, he, what, what he did was uh, he was showing support for Trump and standing with the NFL. Oh. So, like, a lot of the uh, the black players, they were saying that uh, they don't feel like they should have to stand for the American flag. And, in fact, they wanted to kneel in protest to highlight what's going on with the uh, police brutality, right. things like that. And uh, Papa John, like, one of the main... Uh, pizza providers for the NFL was like, nah, we saw with the NFL. Y'all need to get out there and uh, stop kneeling. So, like, people oh, yeah, were, like, yeah. turned on Papa John's, like, what the fuck? You're telling them what to do? So, it's like, that Makes happened. Sense. But then now it was like, he out here throwing nigger with the R. Yeah, you true. know, it was like, mm, yeah. I always <laughs> knew something wasn't right about you, Papa. Uh, Papa fucked up. He's fucking up. Uh, the funny thing I read about the headline, I read a tweet that said, uh, they retweeted, the news article that said Papa John said he was pressured to say the N-word. He was pressured to say it. He was pressured to say the N-word. Oh. And I just I just imagine someone with a gun in the mm. in the meeting going, say nigger, mm. say it, Papa John, say it. And yeah. it's just like, he just said it. Mm. And it's just like, that's not how this works, Papa John. Yeah. That's, no that's, one's going to pressure you to say the N-word, mate. It was like under duress? <laughs> like, what, what was happening? How yeah, did you like, say nigger under duress? What's the context of that? Yeah. It's just... Papa John's ridiculous. Yeah, was it like a, a pizza gang that he was trying to get jumped into? And in order to, like, for his initiation, he had to, like, say it? <laughs> There's a Domino's guy, like, standing behind them with yeah. a shotgun. Yeah. Just, like, say it. We're fucking you up, Papa John's. Like, what the this fuck? This is our turf. He had to join the pizza Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> he had to do that. But, like, uh, you know, fuck Papa John. Like, I still think you're a pedophile, mate. I still think you're a pedophile. You I mean, know, I know that's some hard shit to put on somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I still I still think you are. I mean, we trusted Jared, and we see how that turned out. Never trusted know? Jared either. Ne- never, never trusted, trusted, never Jared, trusted either. Jared either. I'm telling you, there's something <laughs> about people that are just, 
like trying to project this perfect life and it's yeah. just I don't believe in that shit man like nothing know, is that happy and perfect so it's just like I don't I don't want like like Will Smith like I don't want to tear him down being like you're not happy and like I think he's happy enough right. like there's things going on but it's just like don't try to project an image to me that is like false right. because if nobody is completely happy nobody nobody will buy it you know like come on and most people think you'll fiddle kids if you pretend everything's all right yeah <laughs> which yeah. is honestly like a like like it's a common trend mm. among kitty fiddlers in the mm. media. Mm. Like the, there was recently a case of a guy who was like a huge advocate for anti-child trafficking and child porn, mm. and then he got arrested on hundreds of counts of child porn. Yeah, but in the public, it's always like this like happy guy demanding justice for children. Mm-hmm. And I went, yeah, of course he got arrested for child porn. Yeah. Like that's where those people's jobs are. Mm-hmm. That's like, like sadly, the field is full of people that are doing great work. Yeah. But I mean, the kids involved, dude's gonna gravitate to. It. Yeah. So it's just like I never trust anybody that's like, like vehemently angry about something mm. like that. You okay. know, like some weird sense of like any any person that is just like like racism is disgusting, mm. of course. Oh yeah. But any person that is like like trying too hard to not be racist. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, inevitably. Call me a beaner at some point, okay. <laughs> you know, and like yeah. mean it. Yeah, <laughs> I, ne- I never understood that term beaner. Yeah. Like, yeah, we like cause, beans, cause man. Eating beans? Yeah, we like beans, man. How is that an insult? It's I don't know. Beans are okay. They're, They're pretty fine. Good. Yes. You know, most people like beans. So huh. the, the some, okay. So the term bean by definition, the term beaner. Mm. If you eat beans of any sort and mm. you say, "Man, I really like these beans," you yeah. can theoretically be called a beaner. A beaner. Okay. Which is stupid. I mean, but, but. I, nobody, like, I don't, like, there's a stereotype that black people love fried chicken, right. but there's not a full, like, slur that goes along with it. You know, like, you, you chicken eater. And it's like, <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Like, I guess right. I do eat chicken. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, the watermelon thing, that's another, like, uh, stereotype of, like, True. black people lo- loving watermelon. Where did that come from? How did that happen? Uh, we, lo- we love watermelon. <laughs> 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 We definitely do, <laughs> you know, but there's not like a, a slur that goes along with that, you know. True, true. Yeah, mm-hmm. That like wet bag makes sense. I think because that like, was like the swim, the water swimming. Yeah, because you, you swam to get across the you you circumvent vented mm. the border by swimming. Okay, which makes sense. All right, you know that's a racial slur. That all I'm asking is if you're gonna use a racial slur on me, have it make fucking sense. Yes, that'd right? be nice. Yeah, you know that's all I'm asking. Yeah. Just make it fucking sense. Beaner doesn't make sense. It's not an insult. No. Might as well call me a tortilla. It's going to have the same effect. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, still stupid. It. Yep. So <laughs> if you, if you, like, like, like cracker makes sense. That oh, one makes white, sense. Yeah, saltine cracker thing. The well, the, do you know where the, the term cracker came from? It's, be, d- it's mm. because that's what, uh, they used to be whip crackers. Whip crackers? Yeah, like they used to crack the whips and slaves. Oh, whip crackers. Yeah, oh, I got so, you saying. Yeah, so yeah. then they became crackers. crackers. Mm. As far as racial like slurs go. The whip. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. As far as racial slurs go, it really does nothing derogatory to them. That's what it was, yeah. But that's what they were. Yeah. <laughs> that's where the word came from. Mm-hmm. So that one makes sense. Yeah. Wetback makes sense. All right. A couple of other ones make sense, mm-hmm. you know? Just be accurate with your racial slurs is all that I'm asking. If you if you're gonna use them. And 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 prepare for an ass whooping as well. You know, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Those like do both of those things. You know, make sure that you're accurate in your racial slur, and also be prepared for an ass whooping. Yep. You know, after you you know correct your your grammar. You know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> after we correct you, yes. we're going to kick your ass. Yes. Just so you know. Yeah. Also, beans are fucking delicious, so you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, good for your heart. Are they? The more you eat them, the more you fart. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Anybody that yeah, second grade yeah, I used to love singing that one. 
I've been really farty lately. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it's been. I haven't been eating beans. No, just, no, I just been super farty. I get that word too. And it hasn't been like 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 silent, but not deadly. It's mm. just been like like loud, loud and, and like sticky. Deadly. Yeah, it's at the same time, it's awful. Mm. It is. I've been sitting in my own like like fart singe for like hours. Oh no, it's the worst. Oh no. Se- seeing that the door is closed, I hope that you'll spare me for a little while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like I like pumped me full of air, like yeah. out of air later. Anyway. <laughs> did, you, did you see the thing that's going on in um in uh, in the UK? Like uh, when I was I was seeing something on Twitter, it was like two hundred and fifty thousand people over there um, protesting. I guess in a march, visit, yeah, man. yeah, protesting Trump. I'm like, whoa, all right. The London fucking hates Trump. I like they it. Are yeah, not into him. Very at all. cool. And I fucking love him. Me for too. It. They they fucking had the giant baby doll yep. thing, yep. which as far as protesting go, mm-hmm. it's neither clever. Or significant, no, but that shit funny. is hilarious. Yeah, it's just funny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I like that. She's like, fuck that guy. Just, oh, yeah. you know, call him a giant man, baby. Yes. And uh, they, they had some silly signs, too, that I just laughed about. <laughs> it was like, Trump will have hell to pay. And to pay was spelled like the hair on your head yeah. to pay. He'll have hell to pay. I'm just like, oh, these are just really bad, but it's so funny. <laughs> My favorite, the favorite one that I saw was, all in all, you're just another prick with no wall. All in all, you're just another prick with, with what? No wall. With no wall. With no wall. All in all, you're just a, another brick in the wall. What Pink Floyd. Oh, Pink I'm Floyd, not, another brick in the wall. Not familiar with Pink yeah. Floyd. That. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. I fucking laughed really hard at that. Damn, yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs of all time, Brick in the Wall. All right. Uh, so shout out to you, London. Hell yeah. For keeping it real, because we don't want him here either. Definitely do not. In fact, if, if we're up to me, I'd just be like, let's just fucking go back to the Queen, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, we had yeah. a chance. Uh, I don't want the Queen, but I don't want this this dick face that we got right now. Either, <laughs> Yeah, you know. yeah, because like, what, what if what if we could have like a, a monarch, you know, or or a patriarch, but mm-hmm. then it it, turn, it just ends up being a dick face, you know, for sixty years. Right, right, right. Like I, I would hate you know, that. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. That's a risk. At least the mm-hmm. the, the 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 parliament in Britain isn't super awful. No, but yeah, I guess they're not. So like, yeah. we'd be cool with that. Like, yeah. And I think Parliament gets elected. I think the Queen is just like there for show. Yeah, yeah, very At much like point, our president. She's yeah. just kind of like, eh, I'll wave my fucking old hand. She refused to die. She, she has been around for a long she's 90 time. She's 90-some-odd years old. Like, she's not going to die. And she's still walking about yep. being the fucking queen. Yeah. She's gonna. She, she like, drank the blood of her enemies when she was young. I, she has to. That's what I want to know about, like, some of those, like, ancient rituals. Rituals are, like, are they, are they, like, drinking baby piss and, like, like rubbing the blood? You know, like, the stuff they're doing, like, in Witch. And, like, what, what, are kind of, what kind of rituals are you using to stay alive this long? Not only you, but, like, President, um, did, did George Bush Sr., is he still alive? Did he pass recently? His wife died I know recently. his wife died. I, for some reason, I thought I that think he was, he like, has. right out, out. Well, he's out the door. He's, he's yeah. on the way out. But it's just, like, how, how are you living? Who's the one with Alzheimer's. I said uh, uh, that Carter? might be like Carter? yeah, Carter. I think he's still alive. Carter, yeah, yeah, yeah Jimmy Carter. Around. Yeah, but it's just like, what, what are yeah. you guys doing? What What are we doing for for ex presidents and you know the the, the queen mm-hmm. and these people that are living to like ninety and a hundred and a little bit past that when like the commoners and us regular people are dying like before eighty, like sixty. I think yeah. I think they just don't have to work after they've become presidents. Yeah, you know, I yeah. think they just go and just play golf and jerk off. That's all they do. Just the, the there's no stress in it. There's no stress in life. Mm. They're just like I got a hundred thousand dollars a year mm. for existing. Now. Yeah, all my stress happened before I was thirty five, mm. and now they're just kind of well, like, all right. well, yeah, fifties or whatever when they were president. But yeah, right, like right, so, right. like eight years of being president, four years of being president. I mean, you can like t- take those four years and be like four times four or whatever, because those four years, yeah. like president years, or like. 
double, you know, yeah, regular they're years. like dog years yeah. in, in human years. Yeah, yeah. Like poor Obama, man. Oh, he man. He was here eight years. He looked mm. rough at the end. He yeah. looks happy now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Now so that's, an, that's a man that's going to live to like 90, and they're yep. going to be like, that makes sense. That makes Well, yeah, yeah I don't know. He was. See, now I, I want to keep an eye on that. Yeah. I want to keep an eye on that. <laughs> you want to see if the black guy makes it to 90s versus all the stuff he yes. white people. Yep. Versus, you know, because there's two things. Because, and on, the, on top of that, he was still smoking cigarettes pretty heavily well into his first, uh, his first candidacy. True. His yeah. first four years. So I'm like, I kind of want to see how that works out because if you can beat smoking cigarettes up into your 50s, you know, when you live to be 90 years old, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. What are you, what are you doing? I'm just saying. Obama, hook us up. Yeah, that's you what know? I'm saying. Share some of this information. <laughs> Share some of this information is all I'm saying. He's walking in and he's like, uh, Michelle, it's, uh, it's time for the, the aging ritual. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. All, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, once it's, a week you got to do some some kind of shit. It's the Illuminati. Yeah, every Sunday they sit around in the church and they have like a weird satanic orgy, mm. and then like like Satan comes over and it's just like you've all been blessed and they you know do whatever the thing. I need some of that baby piss, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> farm that shit. It's like soiling green with baby piss. Yeah. And like how how far would it go? Like like baby fetuses. Like, they'll take, like, the fetus of a child and grind that shit up, grind it up, you know, and shit in a blender, <laughs> then mix that with some other shit and, like, the, the blood of a virgin, you know, like, her period blood and shit, and then just, like, like a face mask out of that? Yeah. Or, or like, just... Like a face mask? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? A slice of cucumber on it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, we're taking the piss out of it. Oh yes. But if you if you dig deep down into YouTube, you will find people that oh, believe this shit. Goodness, no, you will. Yeah. And you will find people that argue this shit. Oh yeah. Like it's the truth, it's like Illuminati. Man. And like, like and 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 some part of me, like deep down, you in want me, to just, believe it. Yeah. yeah sure. I want to be like, that'd be nice. That, yeah. I mean, it'd be fucked up. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. It'd be nice that someone in YouTube wasn't that crazy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Fucking conspiracy. They, they have they have a whole like area in in uh, New Orleans just for stuff like that. You know, like when I went down there, I went down there to like debunk as much as I could with right. like a voodoo witch doctors and mm-hmm. um, what's the uh, just any of that. Like I try to find as many of the stuff that I could debunk as possible. Right. And clearly it's not real. I mean, it's just a, if yeah, you yeah, decide yeah. you believe it, then and you do. But it's just like I like to go down that tunnel, you know, but just, yeah. I love it's going. Ridiculous. I love going. I, there's a podcast that I listen to called Last Podcast on the Left. Okay. And all they do is like conspiracy theorists yep. and true crime murders. Mm-hmm. I tend to skip the true crime bullshit. And I go for the the conspiracy theory yep. bullshit because they're fucking insane. Yes. And and I was listening to their Man in Black episode. You know that shit. The the, the movie Man in Black. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a thing. The the reason why the movie Man in Black is called Men in Black mm. is because some people believe that the UFO incidents that happened in the early 50s throughout the 90s and okay. all that shit that happened mm. uh, were being closely guarded by an organization called the men in black mm. which mm. people believe were aliens from that came down to earth and were trying to control the earth population from knowing about the ufo incidents that were happening okay. they've right. always been associated with like every time there's a ufo crash and there's a witness mm. a lot of the times someone reports like weird skinny lengthy men with unnatural bodies in black suits and black cars, like stalking the people, the people that reported the UFO mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. and they tell them not to talk about the UFO thing anymore, and yeah. then they vanish, and then the person's like, "What the fuck was that?" 
And then, so like, there's it's been happening for like forty years. So, so there there are aliens from from galaxies far away from here. Yes, because they're 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 clearly not living in our current galaxy. Right. You yeah. know, so they have the technology to travel across galaxies. Yes. And they've chosen to come to our planet of Earth. Yes. And dress up as human beings. Yes. And deal with other far lesser uh, in in as far as intelligent, you yes. know, human beings. And try to fool us by dressing up. Yes, this is what they've decided to travel galaxies to yes. do. Yes, to, to fool, to, to dress up and fool idiots. Yes. <laughs> oh. Listen, they've mastered intergalactic travel. It uh-huh. does not mean that they are smart. <laughs> <laughs> they got to come down here and put on suits and, and fool idiots. <laughs> One of the theories that they had is that since the planet is 70% water, we're just essentially an intergalactic gas station. Mm. And that's why we see a lot of different types of UFO happening. And the men in black are the people in charge of making sure that we as a populace don't recognize Mm. the UFO conspiracies for what they are and like acknowledge alien life. Okay. But then they're fucking dressing up in black suits going to houses with like weird lengthy fingers, not understanding how to talk like a person. Yeah. So who are you? What are you? What's your job? You know, you're doing a piss poor job at it. They have books about you. <laughs> and, and and the water? Yeah. Are you coming here for water? I, I guess. There's water everywhere. That's listen. This, you know what? Yeah. Like yeah, like not- if you're smart enough to travel from galaxy to galaxy, you can fucking make water. That shit is everywhere. I mean, just not like not liquid water, right. but I'm saying just like the ability to combine and make water to manufacture yeah. water throughout the universe. Shit, go to Mars. I, go yeah. to goddamn Mars. They have frozen water. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like you're, if you if you can travel intergalactically, you don't need to find somewhere who has flowing water. Yeah. Like what? Just make it. You got a beam. <laughs> melt, melt that shit. You know, like there's what? asteroids and comets made entirely of ice. Oh, yes. Yeah, are, are we just, saying there's no hydrogen or oxygen anywhere else throughout the entire universe and galaxies? I think humans like to think they, We're special. they're the most important thing in the galaxy. We're the only ones that have this this hydrogen and water thing mixed right, already yeah. together. We don't, we're the, <laughs> nowhere else do they People have People might have two H's and one O, but yeah. no, wait, that is how it works. No, we have one two H, O's. Two O's yeah. yeah, one H, two O's. Some yeah. people, like, it's like... It's, it's everyone hanging out with hydrogen peroxide and we're the only ones with like fucking water <laughs> yeah. like is that what's happening mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, that's what I've been diving my head into nobody and else I, has figured like, this water thing out I, nobody can figure water out <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can figure it out, so they come to us and they dress in stupid suits you see, and they tell us, "Don't talk about UFOs." It was just like, "You're right here. Mm. I have to talk about you." You remember, you remember that Alien movie with Tom Cruise, where it's like the end of the movie, like the aliens were like destroyed by just regular water. Was, you remember that? That wasn't Tom Cruise. That was Mel Gibson. No, 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 no. No, I'm not talking about Sun. Are you talking about Edge of Tomorrow? Edge, no, no, not Edge of Tomorrow either. It's a um, the end of Earth or after. Oh, some, the War of the Worlds. War, War yeah, of yeah, Worlds. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And all the aliens just destroyed by fucking water. Yep. Like what the fuck? That did happen. Yeah, I'm just like, come on now. Like, yeah, y'all don't, y'all aren't familiar with fucking water. With and then water? you go to a place that's like seventy percent of it. You think if we were intergalactic travelers and we went to a planet and there was like seventy percent of something, and I don't know what that something is. Yeah. I think. Logistically, all of us should go. Yeah, let's not go there. I mean, even yeah. no, but no, but it's like even, they got to be even smarter than that. Right. Like, look at our goddamn periodic table. You know, <laughs> like if we're smart enough and we're still discovering things that we just didn't know existed. Right. Like, you, if you can travel intergalactically, your periodic table got to be at least twice whatever ours is. True. You know, so if you don't understand something as trivial as putting, you know, one hydrogen and two oxygen, shit, you can even fuck that up and do one hydrogen and three oxygen, and you'll still come out with something similar to water. True. You know, like no, there, no, no, no. What we're saying is, if you're an intergalactic traveler mm-hmm. and you're listening to this, yes. and you come here just for water, yep. you don't deserve the intergalactic <laughs> travel. You don't deserve 
about water. Yeah, give it to us. We figured out the whole water thing. Yeah. We'll do your fucking job for you. Yes. That's what that means. <laughs> you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it, man. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Fucking aliens. Yep. Man. God. We should have our own show in the History Channel now. I'm to tell you what, man. You know what? Let's send this pitch mm. to History Channel yeah. and just make a whole documentary about yeah. why aliens haven't fig- figured out water yeah. and how they don't deserve to take this start yes. travel. Matter of fact, you know, when you have your aliens, send them to us and then, we'll tell them why they should fuck off. We'll call it H2 Don't. H2 Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, aliens aside and, you know, sort of Illuminati aging rituals aside, Okay. Uh, what if you, did you watch anything? No, nothing really. I mean, uh, like I said, I finished Luke Cage and uh, started watching a, a documentary, crime documentary called The Staircase. Oh, yeah, I started watching that too. Yeah, I've seen yeah. Uh, the first two episodes. Probably not going to finish it. Maybe, you know, it's it's not a well made documentary. Not super, it's, no. not, it's not super interesting. No. The case is fascinating. Yeah. I've, I've, like, I've heard about the case on podcasts a lot. Yeah. But the documentary is just not that intriguing. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really that's all it. that I've been seeing. Yeah, I watched uh, Brawl and Soul Block '99, the Carl Sailor movie with uh, Vince Vaughn. Jonathan oh, was talking about Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn's in it. Huh? It, and and listen, Vince Vaughn is in it, and it's just he's like fucking amazing in it. Okay. Like I I don't I don't associate Vince Vaughn with anything other than like Comedy his role does, in yeah. like Swingers. Is that the movie? That is that's like the yeah. like for me. That's like the epitome of Vince Swingers, Vaughn. Wedding Crashers. Um, yeah, like that's like big yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's him, got yeah. a movie with Jennifer Aniston. Like, oh, that's the breakup. Um, the breakup yeah, that's yeah. a big one for him. Uh, so that's kind of what I associate Vince Vaughn with. Yeah. And in this movie, he's just good. Mm. And he plays like a he plays an ex boxer that turned drug dealer that gets caught and gets sent into jail. He's fit. He's he, he's not like like rip rip, but he's just like functionally fit. You know. Mm, okay. Like does does he do, have any shirt off moments? He does. He has okay. two. Two of them. Does, do, in those shirt off moments, does it make you believe that he could actually, like, like you said, functional strength that he could win those fights that he's oh, yeah. fighting? Okay, oh, all right, yeah. there we go. He's just like, he's just like thick and yeah. like, and just fucking. I mean, he's a tall like guy. Bulky. Yeah. He's a massive man. And he's already big, and they make him look absolutely nice. massive in all this right. movie. All right. And Carl Sayher does this thing with white shots where mm. all his white shots are amazing. All right. They're gorgeous. And they set up the scene so well. Yeah. And the blocking that, that he uses mm-hmm. for them is amazing. Yeah. And all the fight scenes that he does are shot in like one or two angles. Yeah. And they're all wide shots and they have no music. So all you hear is like the thudding of punches. And it's just like really silent and tense and it's fucking amazing. What's the name of it again? Uh, Brawl and Soul Block 99. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah. Hell and yeah. so and it's, it's, it's a really, that's him. Yeah. Look, it looks very nice. I mean, mm-hmm. the the reviews are pretty good for it too. Yeah, and he's he's got a new movie coming out. That he's got two movies out, and the dude's got another movie coming out that Jonathan's really excited for. Yeah, and man, dude's a great director. Dude's a fucking great director. Oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. I really recommend. It. Jonathan has been raving. Uh, he taught he messages like not too long ago about it. He's uh he's another like going back to that trend that um that we were saying that we like. Uh, writer directors when you have the same writer same director mm-hmm. in the movie you really get something the continuity is just always that much better yeah you know and yeah he's that's what he's doing he's a writer director and it's yeah the movie looks yeah really good. he's he's really good i really recommend it it's a it's a little it's a bit on the long side of a movie mm-hmm. but like it didn't feel long at all nice. i mean it's just phenomenal there was a uh, there was a movie Jonathan was telling us about uh, American Animals. American Animals, yep. I didn't know anything about it. He said it was filmed. A lot of it was filmed in Charlotte. Yeah. And I mean the reviews are pretty decent. So I mean it's like that's something I want to end up checking out too. I'll probably end up checking it out too yeah. when I got some time. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- there's a lot of really good movies mm-hmm. that are not super 
mainstream. Yeah, album. sorry to bother you. That's kind of mainstream, I guess. But yeah, that's getting a lot of hits everywhere. Yeah, but that's only mainstream because Get Out was mainstream. Mm-hmm. That's really what that is. And Lakeith Stanfield, yeah. yeah. Well, well, and Terry Crews, yeah. But Terry Crews is such a small part of the marketing. He is, but they're they're pushing them. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, yeah, but that movie, like their marketing is like Get Out and Steroids, which I'm just like, it's, it's not gonna be that. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> I wouldn't assume <laughs> For so. Sure, get your marketing and eat it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited to see that too. Oh, yeah. I might I might catch a double feature the next couple of days off that I have. Um, Cause fuck yeah. Other yeah. than that, I, I haven't really watched anything a lot. I've been really busy. Same. Like school started and I have an internship now. Hell yeah. I'm doing 3D tracking. Oh nice. Well, that's yeah. very difficult. But all right. Yes, <laughs> it's very it's very tedious. Mm-hmm. And it's especially tedious when the people that are sending you the shots, mm-hmm. so the tracking in shot a whole scene where they knew they would have special effects, mm-hmm. and uh, they put no markers. Uh, no markers for any of the tracking people. So that's just going to be a lot more time. Gosh. It takes a little more time. Yeah. The guy that I'm doing the internship with is already used to dealing with that because they never fucking put markers in it. Yeah. But as someone that's just starting out, it's just like, put a fucking marker yep. on three. Yep. You know, and like, I talked to him and she's just like, oh, they did not give you markers? Welcome mm. to the fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. And it's going really well. And we have a shoot in South Carolina next sun- next weekend. Okay. Uh, which I got to talk to you about All right. <laughs> for scheduling shit. Mm-hmm. But next weekend we have a shoot in South Carolina and it's going to be like a three-minute horror. Oh, nice. And what part of South Carolina are you going to? Harrisburg? Harrisburg. It's like two hours. Oh, that's like right... Uh, that's not far from uh, Carowinds. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like, it's like a solid two hours and it's like in the middle of a field. It's fucking nowhere. Hell yeah. And uh, it's like this... It, it looks like a... like It looks like it was a... Like, a, like if it was the like the... Early America, it would look like a plantation house. That's mm. like how big this house is. Yeah. Like that's that design architecture. Okay. And it looks fucking creepy. And we're going to be shooting there for two days. Yeah. And that's why that's why we're recording a little bit earlier today. Because I have to do training with the Ronin mm-hmm. um, to do that. Nice Ronin so, training. Hell yeah. yeah. Did so, you uh, you did that song with, um, I forget the teacher's name. I'm, I'm sure you had that same teacher Heath, though. Heath. Heath, that yeah. was his name, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get to use it. No. But he brought it up to us. And it oh, was, yeah. it's a really cool machine. Hell yeah. That shit. Yeah. Steady as fuck. Mm-hmm. I've I've used a couple of stabilizers uh, for Giselle's shoot, mm. and that was super fun. Yeah. Uh, during one of the shots of the stabilizer, I was we have to like go through a hallway mm. and go to a room when there's a chimney like right there at the door. Mm. And so I'm doing the shot, and the shot came out awesome. Yeah. And as I'm going over there to the thing, I like absolutely just like twat the shit out of my shoulder on mm. the chimney. Yeah. Completely fucked up the shot because I, I was like. Hoo, and the camera just like fucking flopping down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, steady cam. Really yeah. great work. I was hoping the end of that story was you lost your arm, but you got the shot. <laughs> <laughs> no. I wanted it to be that so badly too, but I fucked up my shoulder so oh. hard. And I yeah. didn't get the shot. I didn't get the shot. Oh damn it. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's part of the job. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's what I'm doing. And so like a lot of my free time is gonna be that. Oh yeah. For like the foreseeable eleven weeks. Mm-hmm. And with the school closing, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah and all of that shit. It's yeah. like, like, what the fuck? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, school school closing was a mess. Like, yeah, people they just did it. Yeah, like we 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 weren't surprised by the school closing down. We were just surprised by how they did it, and like they fired the entire admissions department in like one day without warning. Oof. They just like showed up to work, and then someone went and was just like, "It's your last day," and then back yeah, up and leave. Like, and so, like, that was heartbreaking. Yeah. Because some of those people have been there 15 years. Yeah, man. That's tough. Yeah, so. Yeah. 
that's kind of what we've been dealing with. Yeah. I think I'm, it's going to work out for me, but a lot of people are fucked. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. That's that's been life. Yes, it is. You know, it's been messy. Um, but 3D tracking, that's yep. that's neat. That's yep. a fun thing. Oh, yeah. I get to shoot things. I finished the Mr. Clean script a long time ago. Very nice. Started storyboarding that. I Very got two cool. scenes storyboarded. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening. It's I tell you, it's it's such a I don't want to say a headache because once the structure gets all in, just like you'll look back and you're like, damn, I was able to get so much done through this small period of time. But like living in it, that's just tough as fuck. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. tough. I'll, I'll be alright. No, yeah, you will. Yeah, you definitely will. I'll I mean, yeah, right. I, I drink caffeine already, so yeah. it's not gonna be a huge. You know, I sleep like four hours a night. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. The oh, whole yeah, room bursts in fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> But yeah, no, that, that, I think that's pretty much it. You absolutely watch Brawl and Cell Block 99. Hey. It's a fantastic movie. And like, I know that you, you're you not an action guy. No. And this is like an action movie without the things that make action movies annoying. Okay. You know, like it's, it's a slow burner. Mm. But like when you get to see some action, it's just like, ooh. Okay. You know, so it's All really right. good. And Vince Vaughn is amazing in it. I'm, I'm a big Vince Vaughn fan. Yeah. Besides that uh, True Detective uh, series that he did, season <laughs> oh, yeah. two, that was terrible, Vince. Never do that again. But besides that, yeah, <laughs> like, like him a lot. Like a little tiger. Like oh, Tiger swingers. claws. Like, uh, Batting this baby bunny around. Yeah, like a little bear with the claws, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, it was a bear. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Whatever, man. Uh, listen, we're going to cut, and then we're going to talk about uh, League of Their Own. Yes. Uh, bye. Uh, welcome back. Uh, League of Their Own. All right. Uh, League of Their Own is a PG movie that came out in 1992. It's a comedy drama. The rundown is, it's a home run with this hilarious and beloved comedy starring Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, and Madonna. With baseball lineups and locker rooms left empty during World War II, the newly founded All-American Girls Baseball League brought talented women to the big leagues and brought fans to the stands. The indomitable Dom- Dottie Henson, played by Gina Davis, finds herself leading a ragtag group of players who end up winning over the hearts of their has-been coach, Jimmy Dugan, played by Tom Hanks. Lori, Lori Petty, uh, Rosie O'Donnell, and John Lovitz round out the all-star roster based on the true story of the pioneering women who blazed the trail for generations of athletes. Uh, the actors are Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, Madonna, John Lovitz, Rosie O'Donnell, and the director is Penny Marshall. Uh, you'll know Penny Marshall from uh, the movie Big. Uh, what else did she do? She's worked with Tom Hanks before. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. But yeah, Penny Marshall. This, um, this movie reminds me of an episode... Well, not what reminds me of it. It just it, it calls back to um, what's the strong female lead, the strong female yeah, lead yeah. episode that we had, and like this is a movie that I just brought up pretty heavily as far as like this movie really molded the movies that I like. You know, okay. this isn't the, like the my top favorite movie of all time, I and mean, we're like that, right. but it's just like this type of movie is what molded the direction of movies that I that I really liked growing up, and just kind of still I can kind of still see it in the movies that I that I like now. It's just like, and, and I didn't know at the time that this is, was directed by a woman. This is coming from a, a female's perspective. Right. It was just like watching it as a kid. And like I said, this is 1992. And a little backstory is like, I was telling a guy, a, uh, a guy one of my supervisors at work, mm-hmm. he was like, so uh, so what's what's the podcast uh, this week? I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know for, for one, you know, because we do, we do a schedule for, for right. like eight weeks out of the time. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I don't know. But then finally looking at it, and then it was like, okay, yes, it's a League of the Rowan. It came out in 1992. It's like 1992, shit, that was before I was born, you know, yeah. type shit. It was like, well, fuck. It's like, how would you have 
like I, I, I assume a lot of people today probably haven't heard of this movie at all. Yeah, you know, I but, haven't heard of it. Oh wow, I, I was born in '95. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm saying like before before you were born, but it's just like at the time it was like Madonna in '90 in the early '90s. Madonna was who's a huge pop star now? Rihanna, I guess, or Beyonce. I, yeah, I would. Was she Beyonce? She was. She was past Beyonce. Okay. Madonna was. She was like huge. the OG. Yeah. D.O.G.? Like the OG. Like oh, the OG, Beyonce. yeah. yeah yes. The OG Beyonce. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was huge at the time. Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell before, you know, she she is the, like, hateful person she is now. Oh, shit, is she awful? <laughs> yeah, she's kind of awful. Like, I have to pull her up on the internet to find, yeah. like, what she's done recently. You know, but yeah, like, this yeah. is Rosie O'Donnell before that. And Tom Hanks, before he started doing only safe roles to be, like, the American treasure of only Tries, doing, yeah. doing these safe roles. Like, this is the only movie that, well, he, there's a few television shows, but the only movie that you can pull up to where he's a slightly unlikable character. Right. You know, from Tom Hanks in this. So it's, like, another thing, but... um. But yeah, that's that is the rundown, and like I said, Penny Marshall is the director of this film. Uh, this is an interesting movie for me because okay, so I like this movie. I think it's a, I think it's a really good film, but it falls into the line of movies like that I'm not super interested in because it's like that sort. It's a comedy drama and it borders on inspirational kind of thing, you know, like 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 it can it, be, yeah. It, it border. It, it's not it's not it, but it, mm. it's like the kind of movie that reminds me a lot of like The Blind Side. And like all these other type of movies where you have like people mm. that are like the underdogs and then they come out on top mm. through a sport or something, and you have like one figure that's kind of an asshole, but it kind of brings them together and he gets redeemed at the end. Like that oh. whole structure. Maybe this movie, when it came out at the time, it was just like like really good. Oh, but based yeah. on that alone. Oh yeah, because that the structure that's happening is just yeah. And I guess a little backstory to it too, because mm-hmm. like uh, when you're watching the movie and just putting myself back into that moment. Everything is like painting by the numbers. Okay, this happens, and this happens, right. and this happens. So with this movie, it's just when you're watching at the time, as soon as you see Tom Hanks introduced at like the 30-minute mark, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, that's the love interest for Gina Davis now. Right. You know, now they're going to end up together. They're going to have this type of relationship, but then they'll end up together. Right. And then you're watching, and be like, okay, well it's, well, it's not that kind of movie. Right. You know, then you're watching, be like, okay, Gina Davis is our main character. You know, she's going to be, she's going to find things like the struggle between having her relationship and her husband, mm-hmm. her sister, the, the rivalry with her sister, her sister wanting to be better, mm-hmm. and her not knowing what. To choose so Gina Davis is going to have some big revelatory thing by the end of the movie she's going to win and walk off and they love her that doesn't happen that, the, those are the things that would happen if a man had directed and written the script mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah but it was a woman perspective which oh, is yeah. why I think none of those things happen because mm-hmm. they, they're not relevant to mm-hmm. the story that she was trying to tell but like when I first started the movie my biggest fear is that it would be that movie because mm-hmm. it reminds me of all those type of movies yep. it looks like those type mm-hmm. of movies I'm not a sports guy, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think that the only sports movie that I think is somewhat, like, interesting to me personally is mm-hmm. Jerry Maguire. Okay. With, uh, is it Tom Cruise? Yes. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah. So, like, that's the only sports movie that I watched, and I forgot that it was a sports movie. Yeah, okay, no, I, just, yep, I see what you're saying with that. Um, so, like, I'm, I, was, I was already apprehensive mm-hmm. about that. The first 30 minutes of the movie... I was very it's confused. Like, yeah. Because I was just like... It's like old people, and then, you know, what's going on here? Yeah, like the whole movie's a flashback mm-hmm. for for Dottie, yeah. which is Gina Davis, yep. who I didn't really know what she looked like. Oh, really? This. Okay. Yeah. Right. I didn't really know who she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's fantastic. She's really uh, good in this movie. She yeah. she was uh, number two on my list of strong females, on, uh, or strong female uh, lead characters, mm-hmm. uh, because of her role in Thelma and Louise, which she was amazing in, her role in this... 
and a role in um, A Long Kiss Goodnight with uh, Samuel Jackson. Like, she's super hot, but also fierce. Just like, she's type A, like, love Gina Davis, yeah. fucking dominant. She, she's really, really good. Oh, yes. But I was really confused by the thir- the first 30 minutes of the movie, because she's like, what the fuck is Chris making me watch this? Mm. This is weird. Mm. Uh, and then, but then it picked up to the point where she's like, okay, so now it's like, we're in time. And it didn't cut back and forth between flash forward and, and, and back yeah. in time, which yeah. I really appreciated. Because mm-hmm. I forgot about the first 30 minutes. Yeah. When the things when the things like the meat of the story started happening back yeah. in the flashback, and I was just like, okay, this is this is cool. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying this. Mm-hmm. I like all these characters. I like Kit and I like Dottie. Yeah, I like how they interact. The John Lavins, which is the guy that recruits them. Oh, uh, John Lavins, yeah. Uh, fucking hated him. You as you were supposed to, yeah. <laughs> which is true. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I, that's the thing I like about this movie. Like it, it's very clear in which characters I'm supposed to like mm-hmm. and which characters I'm supposed to hate. And I like I liked it, you know. I was I was pleasantly surprised. There, there's something like I wasn't the the, the huge story of uh, what the director is trying to tell us, mm-hmm. and it's so subtle, subtle, but it's also heavy-handed. And it was like I it's and, and it's just it took me to analyzing it, you know, yesterday and today to realize like what she was trying to convey, you know, this uh this this director. And I always go back to what are the opening, you know, five minutes, and what are the closing five minutes of a right. movie. And this this movie, and, and, and I want to harp back on a conversation we had two or three episodes ago about the fuck kids, you know, type thing. And it's like, I'm not not even to, like, bash it, but it's just like, it goes in, I want to kind of, yeah. this, this is the avenue where we're going right. right here. Because throughout the movie, Gina Davis and her sister, is like, they have, they, they have a talent for baseball. They're mm-hmm. very, very good at it. And Gina Davis, she's saying, well, you know, I can do this. And I, she's the best in the league. Like, not yeah. even the best on the team, like, the best in the entire league by, like, a mile. Yeah, like, yeah. she's very, very good. But she was saying, oh, but um, my husband husband wants to have kids i want to have kids yeah. and they constantly show like the uh, the, the what happens to these type people mm-hmm. so it's like inside the house um at the very beginning of the uh, the movie with gina davis and her sister mm-hmm. they show her mother and the father they're just sitting there inside of a room by themselves keep quiet your husband uh, your father's trying to listen to the radio right, like yeah. okay that's that's what your future is going to be it's just that what the so- society has determined what your 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 life has to be and uh, the way that you have to go b- about it mm-hmm. and um there's another like huge like message that slipped into the movie by the director uh there's there's a lady she's on the radio she's saying careers in higher education are leading to the masculization of women with enormously dangerous consequence to the home the children and our country when the boys come home from war what kind of girls will they be coming home to and now the most disgusting example of sexual confusion, Mr. Walter Harvey of Harvey Bars is presenting us with women's baseball. Right here in Chicago, young girls plucked from their families and gathered at Harvey Field to see which one of them can be the most masculine. Mr. Harvey, like your candy bars, you are completely nuts. You know, and so, <laughs> yeah. But that's something that she puts in the middle of the yeah. film, you know, as a message of showing, you know, something that Gina Davis is fighting with. You know, it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be the homemaker. I'm supposed to be the one taking care of my husband. Right. I'm supposed to be this person. And her little sister, like, they have a, a moment. Sister was like, okay, no, you can have all of that. You can have the husband. You can have the family. You know, but right now, we're doing this baseball thing. This is this is only going to last but so long. Right. And Gina Davis was like, nope, I have to stay with conventional mm-hmm. society. And I didn't realize how sad and depressing this this message was of of you know which way to choose until I started watching it again for this show. Yeah. The movie opens and the first five minutes you have Dottie 
up inside of her room, a very old lady now, alone in her room. And her daughter comes up, and she said, we finally, we got to get you out of this room. You stay holed up in this room all the time. You never come out of your room. Right. You know, and then later on, when she finally does get her out of the room and outside, then you see the grandchildren that mm-hmm. she, you know, that she gave up her life for, you know, mm-hmm. to have this kid and these grandchildren. The grandchildren see her, and she was like, oh, grandma, you're out outside during the day? What, is there a fire? You know, so even the right. grandchildren know that her being outside is like she's so like a rare occasion. Is a rare occasion. So she stays in her room, doesn't come outside, and rarely has communication with anyone. These are clear signs of depression and regret. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so it's like that that's that she's stuck into a life that she thought was what everyone else wanted for her, her but mm-hmm. not what she wanted for herself. Right. And then you get to see the parallel of her sister. You know, by the end of the movie, the sister, when she's going to see the uh, the trophies in the baseball hall of fame, mm-hmm. the sister still has she has family, so many people with her. There's like her kids, her grandchildren, mm-hmm. husband, everyone is there and they're seeing all the accomplishments, everything she was able to to have, you know, during that. And she could have both worlds. Dottie, she wasn't able to have that. She comes here right, by herself. She, she couldn't make it. She couldn't make the, the choice she wanted to make. Yeah. You know, she yeah. made the choice that was conventionally made for her. Yeah. And I and I think that's I think that's why I like the fact that they're sisters in terms of story. Because mm-hmm. like they came from the same place, yep. the same thing, but they made the different choice. Yeah. And I think that helps with the storytelling of the uh, the film a lot. I think it's a clever way to present a dichotomy like that. Yeah. Uh what I really like between the relationship with all of these like characters like that, because it, it's really kind of ensemble cast with oh yeah definitely Gina Davis being the lead, mm-hmm. but I like her relationship with the sister because it's a relationship that I feel like a lot of people struggle a lot, especially mm-hmm. when you have a like someone that's like way more successful than you in the family and yeah. you always feel sort of held back. So like that was the part that resonated with me the most mm-hmm. in the movie the the fact that she felt that she wasn't good enough because yeah. Dottie was better, better than her. at everything yeah, uh, but then. I like that she took that message and she t- translated it to like being naturally better at things doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be happier. Yeah. Uh, because she wasn't mm. by the end of the movie. No. And I think that one time in the movie that she was happy as Dottie was when she was like with the family back in the, not with the family, with the team. When she was playing baseball. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But I mean like when she was old. Oh, when she like, the, the when one she, time when she was happy when, when she, she was, was old? old, like the one time that they presented it to be like a happy old lady mm-hmm. was when she came back and reunited with yeah. the the team. Yeah. At the end, so like, yeah, no, all of that makes perfect sense, and that's why I like the movie a lot more than I thought it would, mm-hmm. because I didn't think it would have all those elements in it. Yeah. I thought it would just be like a classic like sports movie where they would win and then the coach would be redeemed and he would move on to better things and yeah. yada, 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 yada. None, none of that happens. Even the coach, like, he doesn't get redeemed by but when we flash, flash forward. He is the the culmination of his um, his choices. Mm-hmm. He is now dead in 1987. You know, someone who probably shouldn't have died that early, but like they said, I mean, his he, career... He hmm? was born in 1906. No, six. You know, but I, I figured, like, he would have been around, what is that, 80? Yeah, One? Yeah, that's 80. Yeah, that's decent enough, I yeah. guess. Sorry, because I'm, I'm just, I'm just imagining like some of the women being around that age too, mm-hmm. and him just him having a history of alcoholism. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, maybe he could have still been like an old man there, but no, it's like he was super alcoholic and it's like, right, oh, you're yeah. gonna die. I, I didn't like Jim Cunningham at first. I, but not, not like in the way that the movie wanted me to not like him. Yeah, but like I didn't like oh, the Jimmy performance yeah. that Tom Hanks was doing mm. with Jim Cunningham at first. Uh, uh, Dugan. Uh, Jimmy Dugan. Jimmy Dugan, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was too, I was saying it was trying too hard mm. to be kind of like the drunk asshole. Okay. You know? It didn't register to me as authentic whatsoever. All right. And it, and it also, it was, it, like, I like Tom, I think Tom Hanks can do whatever. I don't think, like, he's one of those actors that's, like, 
you know, restrained to a thing. Mm-hmm. He has become that. Yes, he is. But he is not that. Yeah. And so it wasn't that the fact that I was watching Tom Hanks be in a role that's not natural. It's mm-hmm. just like generally trying too hard to be that drunk asshole. And I can like see that. Screaming for no real reason. <laughs> and then like like the being disgusting I get, mm-hmm. but his drunk character was just like, all right, we get it. You're drunk. Yeah, he says drunk. He says he say drunk. He's, he <laughs> introduces himself to the uh, to the to the team. The very first scene when he walks in, uh, the women they're all there. It was like, oh, I'm gonna get him to sign my Jimmy Dugan baseball card. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see him. You know, he's a legend. You know, around right. there. As soon as he walks in, he sees the girls. He walks right past all of them. You know, beeline straight to the toilet. Immediate. And all the girls are like borderline horrified. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, what is he doing? Sitting there pissing. You know, and he's peeing like, um, what's what's the movie um with um with uh, the spy who shagged me, you know, type thing where they have yeah, the gag Austin of Powers. Austin Powers, you yeah, having the gag of how long someone's peeing, you know, yeah. well before that movie. And it was like, oh, Madonna gets to watch and starts timing him to see how long he's peeing. They even do the same gag from the spy who shagged me where he stops. Oh, but we're still going. <laughs> you know, but like they said, this is 92. You know, so, <laughs> so that's, that's happening. But uh, that was the introduction to the character of this is just not somebody that you're supposed to like at all. Right. They even get out to the, uh, to the field and they introduce Jimmy Dugan. He comes out there and he smiles who was like, yeah, you oh, kiss my shit. ass, you <laughs> bunch of pieces of shit. That's right. You kiss my hairy ass. <laughs> Twists his hat back on, sits back down in the dugout and just immediately passes out. It was like a... Right. Yeah, leaves Dottie to run the team. She has to make the lineup for the team. She has to create, you know, what they're doing with the team. She does everything for him at the time. I like, and so, like, I like that relationship that he builds with Dottie when she challenges him. And Mm. then when he realizes that he's being challenged and Mm. kind of steps up to the plate. Yeah. Because it felt like a natural reaction, uh, like a natural relationship for those two characters to have. Mm. What I didn't like is that after that relationship is set up, they Mm. build it through a montage. Oh, yes. I cannot tell you how much... I hate montages. No, no, I in agree. Sports movies. Uh, no, in just in general, for me, yeah. just in general, montages are played out. Even even at the end, to where it's um, it's game one of the women's uh, <laughs> series, and then you just do a montage through game one, two, three, four, five, and six, right. and then you get Dottie in for game seven because we weren't, gonna, you know, what I'm saying, just like I don't, I'm not a fan of the montages yeah. either. Yeah, don't like the montages. Yep. I don't like that relationship was built on montages. Mm-hmm. The relationship is cool. I just don't like the way they presented it. But yep. when you have to like do that amount of time. Mm. I guess a montage is a good way to do it in terms of like in 1990, sure. Yeah, to yeah. like com- like comprise a lot of time. Yeah, into it's lazy. But yeah. yeah, but at the time it wasn't. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, at the time yeah. it was like a, like a pretty good thing. Yeah, um, but didn't like it. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Uh, and I think the relationship with the girls, like within the team, mm. was also built that way, mm. which makes it which makes the relationship not feel less strong. He didn't know the only the only relationship that you felt was strong between uh, Jimmy Dugan was between him and uh, him and him and Dottie mm-hmm. and between him and the uh, I can't remember her name right now, but she played outfield the blonde that played outfield that brought her son, yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah. the son. So you like so she streamed ha- that her the first time her name was Betty. I don't know if that was Betty Spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah. she, she, was, she was the blonde. But anyway, right. it's like uh, she she misses the cutoff man a number of times, and he's just about to flip out. He's got his hands there ready to strangle her out. You know, just like you're still missing the cutoff man. But then she 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 asks, can she bring her son, no. which I remember being a kid watching this little kid, this little piece of fucking shit. No, you know, that just she won't contain him. Fucking little Willy Wonka ass. <laughs> yeah, eating up all the candy. Augustus, whatever. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gonna lose. Mm. Like, yeah. But yeah, that's the only her and, um, and Gina Davis characters those are the only ones where i seen a, like a legitimate type of relationship yeah. with and uh but i'm talking about like just like the team the girls relationships within themselves so, mm-hmm. like like the team relationship 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dottie and May, they had a relationship. Right. That's we they kind of focused that, but outside of Kid that. Kid and Madonna kind of relationship. Was Madonna the, the one that like banged all the guys? No, that's that was uh that was May. May was Madonna and uh, Rosie O'Donnell character. So those two okay, they focus okay. in on. And then who was Kid, the one that like walked into the church confession and made the priest drop? That the was Madonna. Bible? That May. was Madonna. All okay, the way okay, May. Okay, okay. Yep. Yeah, so like May and Rosie O'Donnell's character, they they focus in on them, mm-hmm. but and then the uh, the lady that had a kid, they focus in on her a little bit. But as far as like interpersonal relationships on the team, it's not a whole lot. Not a lot of that, no. It's just like like the important characters have a thing. The other yeah. ones like they they have that lady that's always screaming in the in the outfield. She's got like long brunette hair. Oh, that she, might be she, uh, Betty, yeah. Yeah, some of that. Uh, not a lot. Not a lot of. Oh, no, Rosie O'Donnell. That's Rosie O'Donnell. That's Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah her. Okay. Um, I like I like her. Because she was always, like, in the corner just, like, fucking screaming yeah. at somebody. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I get that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, other than that, like, there's not a lot of interpersonal relationships between them. Mm. Uh, the moment where we get the letter that one of the girls' husband has died mm-hmm. was weird. Like, the, the bait and switch, you feel like? The bait and switch was weird. Only only thing that I, I, I was okay with, the only reason I was okay with that, because they advertised it earlier in the movie. At the beginning, she was like, uh, yeah, this is my husband, George. If yeah. anything happened, that he would swim all the way back from the Pacific, yada, yada, and then puts the picture away, and then they never right. say anything else about George again. So when he comes up and says, George is dead, I was like, okay, well, it, it wasn't just some no-name person that hasn't been brought up, you know, yeah. you know, for the sake of it. But, but for the amount of times that they brought Bob up until that point, it yeah. the advertising was obviously meant for you to think that it was going to be Bob. Instead of George. Like, they advertised George, but the movie wanted you to think it was Bob, because they advertised Bob a lot more. Bob didn't go off to the the military, the war, though. Yeah, he did. Bob did? The one that she she tore up the picture of and threw it out the window on the bus? No, 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 you're talking about Bob, what's the name's husband? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, he was brought up through a A number of times, yeah, yeah. And then they brought up George. Yeah. And she's like, all right, well, it's going to be Bob, Mm. because who the fuck is George? And then she's like, nope, it's George. Bait and switch. Uh, I didn't (laughs) like that. I didn't Mm. like that. But I liked, like, the scene... I like the weird comedy in this movie. Hell yeah, the comedy was amazing. Uh, there was there was a scene where um, where where Dottie is being drove up to like this dance thing that's happening, mm-hmm. and this kid was like, oh, "What's your ro- what's your rush, doll body? <laughs> what do you say we slip in the back seat and you make a man out of me?" Mm-hmm. And Dottie was like, "What do you say I smack you around for a little while?" Mm-hmm. And the kid is like, "Can't we do both?" <laughs> it was like I love that type of humor. It just or um. Or, or 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 Tom Hanks, like yeah. a lot of the stuff that he's saying um, earlier in the movie was like uh, the the this was like all over commercials. What I remember seeing the there's no crying in baseball, nah. <laughs> you know that. It's just yeah, there's there's some. That's some, the one line that I recognized mm-hmm. from the thing. There's yeah. no crying in baseball. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks, I I didn't like Tom Hanks until he stopped drinking mm. with the team. Yeah. Which is about like honestly a little. Too, it was, yeah, it was towards the end. Yeah. I think it was like trying too hard to be like that guy that's just kind of like fuck you. This isn't a this isn't a baseball team. This mm. is a bunch of girls and like yeah. this is those are things that were they said. Kept saying, yeah, yeah. I get it. Those are things that actually happened. But like them coming out of Tom Hanks's mouth in the way that they did mm. felt so unauthentic to what that performance really wanted to be. Okay, it was just like he was trying too hard to be the guy with a bum knee that couldn't play sports anymore. Mm. You know. And like that character exists in a bunch of movies. Oh yes, but it's never it's never played out the way that Tom Hanks did it in the first half of this. He know? was he was doing it in much more of a comedic role, and right. as opposed to doing it for a drama role. Like yeah. this is a comedy drama, and he definitely leaned towards the comedy. The in comedy, it. Yeah. yeah. But it's one of those things that that performance would have been better aligned if he had done it dramatically with the comedic elements. 
instead of comedically with the dramatic element. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Just being dramatic, and then if you decide this is funny, then it is, instead right. of delivering it in a comedic way. Because all yeah. those lines were genuinely funny. Yeah. Like that that bit where he's like about to strangle the girl that fucked up the cutoff thing. Yeah. Like, those are the kind of performances that I think were a little too much. Mm. They were a little bit over the top. That's what that is over the top, yeah. yeah. Cool it down, Hanks. <laughs> um, but other than that, I think the movie has, like, really good writing in terms of, like, the structure is there. Like, you know what happens the entire time. You're not lost with the characters. You know exactly where everyone stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, their relationship with the sisters was really good. To me, I think that was my favorite part. And the sisters. With the, sisters. The, the messages is what was just like, just I keep going back to. Yeah. There was another conversation with uh, Ira and Walter Harvey. Uh, Walter Har- Harvey is the guy from Harvey Bars. The guy that owns this league. And Ira is like the manager, you know, for, mm-hmm. for it. And Ira says, uh, this is what it's going to be like in the factories too, I suppose, isn't it? The men are back, Rosie, turning your, ribbons, your rivets. We told them it was their patriotic duty to get out of the kitchen and go to work. And now when the men come back, we'll send them back to the kitchen. And Walter says, so what, we sh- what should we do? Send the boys returning return from war back to the kitchen? You know, it's, it's no. that. And that's like something that really happened in America is no. why I love that it was coming from a woman that was a child, you know, growing up and mm-hmm. seeing that, you know, you, uh, the fathers, you know, from all your, your friends, the, all their fathers are gone. And now the women of society are taking up that huge of a role, you know, in their home and in the workplace. And then as soon as the men come back, they're just supposed to just... Uh, take a submissive position, you know, when they've been, you know, doing everything on their own for that long, right. you know, so it was just, it was a huge change in American society, and we're finally kind of seeing the culmination of that, you know, mm-hmm. from, like I said, that this is a 30s, 40s, you know, from a World War II, yeah. you know, and then we go into the, the 60s with Women's Lib, you know, we go into, you know, 2000s of now, it's just like, this has been a long time coming, you know, it's just, I just like that, that she's addressing something and where this was just like the um, the kickoff of, of these things. Yeah. It's a very empowering movie. Oh, yeah. At the, at the end of it, I, I really did feel like the women were empowered characters yeah. and not just serving a role mm. to have Jim Don, Dunnigan's? Don, Dunnigan? uh, Jimmy Dugan. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy's redemption. You yeah. Know? Like, at first, I was upset that the movie was focusing a little too much on Jimmy's alcoholism. Mm. And I was just like, this isn't a movie about him. Nope. This is a movie about the girls. Yep. But then it, it, it sort of stopped focusing on jimmy and i started focusing on the team itself oh yeah and i was i was a lot better with that mainly because i didn't get any of, of that overacting mm-hmm. uh after the focus went off tom hanks and yeah. he was focused on the girls so that, that was like nice that was like me that was like me the first 45 minutes of the movie had me rocky yeah but the movie won me over at the end with like the sense of nostalgia that they had with the girls the sense of family the empowerment the relationship between all these girls, how they like became friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite the fact that I didn't like the montages, emotionally I was with the movie oh, after yeah. the first forty-five minutes. Oh yeah, and it's like then I, I like I said, I love how how it's like it's not the movie that you would think it would be. That Gina Davis, she's the, movie, the person carrying it, so she has to be the person with a, a happy ending by the end of the movie. Right. And it's just it's not. She doesn't get the happy ending, and the director is letting us know it's like you have choice. These are the choices, and you will become. The, the culmination of the choices that you make and the decisions that you make. Right. And, yeah, I, I just love that because I'm, I'm a person that doesn't so much care about a happy ending if the happy ending isn't earned. Right. You know, so it's like you kind of deserve what you get. You pick and choose your, your own destiny. Mm-hmm. And I love that it turned out from the beginning. You start off with with uh, Dottie, her winning. Oh, what, what did they say? So she, she gets a hit. 
And uh, right after Kit strikes out at the very beginning, she tells her to lay off the highballs, you know, because you can't hit them. Right. You know, Kit eventually fucks up, and then Dottie comes in and saves her. Mm-hmm. You know, and they win the game because of that. And then everybody is shouting, "You Dottie, Dottie!" And you know, when she has a huge smile on her face, and he's like, "Oh wow, this is her movie. It's going great." Mm-hmm. And the end of the movie, when um, and I want to have a debate about this. I want to mm-hmm. know what your opinion is about this end of the movie. About the end of the movie, you have the 180, and it's Kit. She's being picked up, and this mm-hmm. the World Series. Kit, Kit. Kit, Kit, it was like, oh shit, like it changed. It was like yeah. a 180. It's like, this is who is ultimately going to have that big victory, the, the underdog type person. Right. But this is what I wanted to know from you, like what your perspective is and what I've always believed to be true from seeing it. When, um, whether the very last play, when a kid is running towards home mm-hmm. and Dottie makes the catch and she runs into her and then Dottie drops the ball, mm-hmm. do you believe this is on purpose or that it just happened? I don't think it mattered. I, mm. I, I don't think it mattered to me whether it was on purpose or not. Okay. Because the the end of it, it was just like the kid got the big ending and, mm-hmm. and Dottie didn't. Yeah. But knowing that, knowing Dottie's character, mm-hmm. I don't think it was on purpose. I don't think it was on purpose. Mm-hmm. I think it was a. I think it was a like an actual like kid actually held that win over Dottie. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, two times she saved her at the beginning, yep. and then back when the blah, 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 when the it happened that they were playing and mm-hmm. they were just like. She knows her weaknesses, and yep. she never really catered to them, mm-hmm. you know. And like the when she got up to bat in that World Series, mm-hmm. it was just like the fastball. She's not good at hitting them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I don't think it was on purpose. I think the sister legitimately just had that over Dottie. Mm-hmm. I don't think Dottie would have babied her. I I, I agree. I agree because like um in per- perfect explanation too. Because yeah. like you said, when she goes up to bat and she kind of looks at her for a minute, it was like, "Well, should I help her?" And she's like, "No." She walks immediately to the picture and she was like, "This is her weakness. Yeah. Give it to her. You know, we'll win this game." So, and yeah. the moment, oh, and also the moment where like she wanted to keep pitching while she was in the team, mm-hmm. and then which is like the big source of tension. Daddy mm-hmm. just went like, "She's done." Yeah, she's throwing grapefruits out there. Get her yeah. out of here. Like, right. yep. Yeah. So she never babied her. Yeah. And um like that scene where she just let they close they close up on the hand and she let goes of, of the ball and then later on when they talk about it she was like no you wanted it more than me yeah. and that's what it ultimately comes down to that you know the younger sister kit she wanted this life more than Dottie did mm-hmm. although Dottie was like hand head like head and shoulders above everyone including her sister mm-hmm. that much better but it's just it depends on what she wanted and kit wanted it so much yeah. more because that's all she had right you know, she grew up and you know where she was like the, our parents always introduce us as oh this is my daughter Dottie and uh this is her sister you right. know, or, you know, it was just, and she's always second best at everything. So it's like she wanted this. This is her life. And when I was when I was younger, it I kind of thought that she might have given her that win, but not not looking at the context clues, you know, that right. you just put out there. But I kind of thought that she did, you know, because she wanted to give her sister something, right. you know. But no, but like no. No, I think the sister earned it. I did too. Yeah, which I did is, too. I think a much better message than having mm. than letting her just have it. Yep. Uh, but I but I also think like the interesting thing about this movie, which I think is a really good allegory, mm. as a fe- as a female filmmaker, I I get this I get the sense that the relationship between Kit and Dottie yeah. is emblematic of like what it takes to have a career in the arts. Like, yeah. some people have to want it. Even people that are really good at it yep. may make one good year, yeah. one good film, but the people that want it and the people that They'll grind stick through it are the people that stick around. Yep. So I couldn't help but feel that like Petty Penny. Uh, I, I almost call it Patty Jenkins. Oh, um, oh, oh yes, yeah, uh, Penny, uh, Penny uh, Marshall. Yeah, yeah, Penny Marshall. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that Penny Marshall was embodying Kit as mm. herself. I like in, that in, in some way or another. I like that. Uh, 
because Kit was the one that wanted it, and yep. she was the one that um, that never felt good enough, you know. And I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if there's an interview of Penny Marshall going around saying that she identifies with Kit as a character, That's, uh, which I really liked. I like that yeah. a lot too. I like hearing that. That's uh, yeah. I think I think Penny Marshall did a really good job. Yeah. I mean, the direction is nothing amazing no. in terms of like style or anything mm-hmm. like that. But this is also the time where style wasn't. Super, super thick, no, 1990. Yeah, it, was, so. it was just like, you, sh- you shot the thing. Yeah. <laughs> look good. Try to carry the story, you know, try to get, get him emotionally invested and then pay off. Yeah. yeah. So I really liked it. I really liked this film. That's I it. think it was, uh, it was surprisingly effective. Yeah. And I was expecting it to be another type of film, and it wasn't, and I was really grateful that it wasn't. Yeah. Because if it was the other type of film, I'd just been like, Like, why? why? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I so. saw the blind side. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep, not that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, what would you what would you give this movie? Um, like I said, I'm taking my enjoyment out of it because if I'm doing enjoyment, like I'm saying, this is one of my favorite movies. I'm mm-hmm. putting it up there pretty high for enjoyment. But for what the film actually is, um, like a seven point three, seven point four. I give it. I'm just gonna go ahead and give it the seven point five. Seven five. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's really well made, really well. Yeah. Written. Yeah. Well shot. Oh yeah. And the structure is really there, it even is. though I didn't like the montages. Me neither. Yeah. But the montages did their purpose, yep. and I felt what they wanted me to feel. Yep. So I can't really take away from the fact that I didn't like them. Yeah. Because um, they did their thing. I had to. I was. I was thinking about um, acting performances, and that's. I was taking uh, Tom Hanks down a little bit because when you when you think about it, with uh, Gina Davis, great performance. I mean, when you think about Kit's uh, her character, great performance. Yeah. You know, when you go down the line, even Madonna, she had a very good performance. Yeah. And Kit was playing that anxious, overwhelmed character mm-hmm. all of the time. Yeah. And like that moment with my favorite Kit performance moment is when she's about to bat yeah. against the pitcher at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. They have her freaking out and hyperventilating. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah. She's yeah. like, "Oh fuck, I buy that." Yeah, so, you know, like that's an anxiety. Attack. Oh yeah, and and so like her performance is amazing. Too. Yeah, yeah. But and yeah. even Madonna, yeah, even Madonna, Madonna did it, did a really good job. Yeah, which so I didn't good. recognize her as Madonna. Yeah, oh, I thought. Yeah. You know who I thought it was? Who? I thought it, you remember Clueless. I thought it was yep. the the uh, Hispanic girl from Clueless. Oh, the the, the kind of ditzy one that was became friends with all the blonde of them were one. <laughs> Fair enough. The the one that was like ugh, fuck that it was the one thing I remember she was in the in the fence, she was on the playing fence. tennis when she met the main character. And it was uh, like she was a new student. She was a oh, new student. Oh, she was she she's white though. But yeah, Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. She she's white. Yeah, she's definitely white. Well, she was white. She she died like six years ago. Okay. Yeah. I thought I thought her character was Hispanic for some reason. Nah. Um. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. For some reason, I just thought Madonna was that person. Okay. But then I was just like, she's not in this fucking movie. Oh, no. nah. <laughs> she did a good job, though, Madonna. Yeah, no, Madonna did a good job. Uh, every other supporting actress did a fantastic job, yes. I feel, too. Uh, Tom Hanks was the only one that I really have to knock down, oddly enough, on the performance. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. just like, fucking, take it easy on the drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> but he, was, he, he got a lot better at he the did. end. Yeah. It, like, I feel like at the end, there was a better relationship with him. Yeah, he, it wasn't poor, but it was just like in comparison. Right, yeah. yeah. In comparison to what I'm used to yeah. seeing Tom Hanks do. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, seven point five. I think you should you should watch this movie. I agree. It's I mean, a really good movie, especially if you're like if you're interested in what like I want to call it feminist filmmaking. Mm. If you're interested in like what that female perspective is in cinema and how they they handle sort of that feminist outview mm. with strong female characters, I think this is a this is a really quintessential movie for yes. strong female leads. Very much. And you should watch it. I agree. Yeah. 
All right, with that being said, we're going to cut, and then we're going to talk to television and movie premieres. Mm-hmm. And welcome back. Television and movie premieres. All right. Uh, this week in television and movie premieres, we got a super short week. It's going to be from Tuesday, July the 17th through Monday, July the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one isn't going to start until Wednesday, July the 18th. It's a show on ABC, the 2018 ESPYs. Uh, the ESPY Awards are um, awards for sports where they give oh. people awards in sports. Are they it's, based on ESPN? Uh, yeah, 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 the ESPYs. But it's like fake awards because right. like they've already given them their respective awards within the like their sport. So like if you play baseball and you want the MVP award, then MLB gives you MVP. Right. So this is just like fake Interesting. Yeah. So it's like if, like if the Oscars gave you a best cinematography when you already won best cinematography like elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, if if, if the, it would be like if the Oscars gave you best cinematography and then there was some lesser thing after the Oscars. Oh, you know, okay, like okay. they have the Golden Globes, you know, yeah. before and you know all these different ones. I'm like, okay, well, if they won that, then they're probably gonna win this. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is it doesn't matter. <laughs> But it's just like it's it's sports, and it's just like if you like sports, and then you're in this time right now when basketball hasn't happened, uh, it's, it's gone right now, and football doesn't come back for a little while, and yeah, nobody likes that? baseball. It's Wimbledon. That's what's happening. Yeah, you, you watch Wimbledon and soccer. You know, yeah. yeah, those two things are happening right now. But it's just in in America, uh, they don't really care much about soccer, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a great sport. Man. Yeah, yes, it is. Soccer is a fantastic. Sport. Yeah, I played soccer. Oh, actually, nice. I I was a good goalie. Okay, that was about because I, I was big and mm-hmm. I could move around and I relatively. Same spot. Okay, all right. <laughs> but and soccer was nice. Soccer's a good sport. What the fuck is wrong with you, America? Yes, it's fun. Like, I, I, I don't understand yeah. it for, for shit. Yeah, like, I, I still don't, not. like, I don't understand positions, but, like, I would get out there and I would chase that ball up and down that field. I tell you what. <laughs> I would kick the shit yeah. out of the ball. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah. I'm a tennis and, and soccer guy, so, like, mm. my season is the off season from mm. all, everyone else. Yep. So, like, this is the time where I can go, like, oh, yeah, fuck, now I was still leading fucking Wimbledon. He's yep. doing really great. Yeah. And they're looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, yeah. You, Asshole. Yeah, we're, we're over here watching reality TV shows right now. Yeah. <laughs> you should be doing that. <laughs> we're say yes to the dress. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's Wednesday, July the 18th. Uh, the 2018 ESPYs. It'll be on ABC at 8 p.m. Uh, the last show for coming up this week that's uh, a premiere is Thursday, July the 19th. Uh, this Thursday, Snowfall is uh, premiering is season two. Snowfall? Snowfall. Um, uh, he was the director of Boys in the Hood. John Singleton. Uh, okay. John, John Singleton has a, a television show called Snowfall. Of course, the Snowfall is talking about cocaine. About, oh, oh, I know this. This yep. is about the 80s crack epidemic, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So, well, uh, I read about this like when it was like season one. Really yeah. in production. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like before season one even came out. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, well, yeah. Season season one, I seen four episodes of it. I didn't uh, catch it while it was on FX. I tried to watch it on Fire Stick, and it mm-hmm. came out so fuzzy. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. But um, it looked like a very good show from what I've seen from it so far. So season two, Snowfall, uh, watch it and let us know what you think. Nice. Uh, that is it for television. There's two movies coming out. One of them, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. I'm done. Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Mama, nah, nothing. Nah, I, haven't, I haven't seen the original one. No, nah, I haven't either. So I haven't either. But like the the, <laughs> the gay the game loves musicals and anything surrounding it. Yeah. You know, so it's like I know the songs, but yeah. I've not seen this movie. What's your favorite musical? Ooh, like just live action, like not cartoon. A cartoon, because like, like, the Goofy movie is a musical, Ooh, you know. But I love, I love the Goofy movie. I, that's um, one of my favorite Disney movies. Me too. Movie. Me it's too. Really fucking good. If if we're going outside of that, then. Um, 
I'm going to go with Les Mis. Les Miserables, like not even like being pretentious. Like, like I just had to learn all the songs. I was in chorus, you know, we mm -hmm. did the whole stage play. I, like, I love that. Like, just genuinely love that. Yeah. Um, it's a good story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Outside of that, I mean, uh, Grease was dope. Like, Grease. Mine was, uh, <laughs> mine was Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd, oh. Todd and the Demon Barber. No, Fleet yes. Street. Fleet Street. Fucking so good. That is dope. That's that my really friend's good. song. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, man. Mm. <laughs> No, mm, Sweeney Todd. Mommy, I ain't got shit on Sweeney. No, 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 <laughs> hell no. But yeah, uh, in this sequel to Mama Mia, Sophie Sophie learns about her mother's past while pregnant herself. Um, it stars Lily James, Amanda Seyfried, Meryl Streep, and Dominic Cooper. So that's that. Mama Mia, here we go again. Amanda Seyfried sounds like she's not a, like that's not a real name. You, we, you know? what, what is she in? Was she the one from? Um, she was in Jennifer's. I remember her from Jennifer's Body. Was she? Was she not in? Um, was she the lady from American Pie? Or uh, How I Met Your Mother? No, no, no. Or... That's, uh... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Amanda Seyfried wasn't in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, she she's the one that was in the movie with um, Not Forgetting Sarah Marshall. No. It's a movie with Jack Black and this other guy, and they kidnap her and like have her down in the basement. I really don't know. I genuinely don't know. I'm about I'm really to find curious. out about you, Amanda Seyfried. Because <laughs> I think it's a movie with, with Jack Black... Nope, 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 nope. No, that's not her. She was in um in a movie called like Hard Candy or Rock Candy or I'm in the Seafried, let me see. Mean Girls. She was in Mean Girls, she was in she was in La Miz. The Le Miz, huh? Yeah. There we go. She All was right. in Mean Girls, she was in Dear John. She was in the original Mamma Mia. Not to see that. Uh she was in Gringo with Mel Gibson. That was weird. She was in T in Twin Peaks. Really? Twin yeah. Peaks. Okay. Uh anyway, her. She was in Ted too. That's she has an interesting, she has an interesting uh, filmography. Yeah. Oh yeah. She she's done a few things. Um, yeah. Sorry. That's I remember her from Jennifer's Body. That's where I remember her. Okay. Which is uh, a movie that people shit on a lot. I think it's a fucking great movie. Which one is that? Is that the, the one, one where she's stuck Megan in her Fox. body? No, that's one with Megan Fox. Megan oh. Fox eats people. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's listen. It's yeah. a trashy fucking like mid budget level horror movie, and yeah. I love it. Why is she eating people? <laughs> I don't. She's a demon of some sort. Okay. I think that was uh, like the premise. And like Amanda Seyfried, she's kind of like the nerdy girl at school, and she ends up befriending Megan Fox's character. Mm. And then she slowly starts finding out that Megan Fox eats people, and mm. then she kills Megan Fox. And then she kind of goes. She kind of gets the confidence to be what Megan Fox used to be at school, because Megan Fox was a popular girl. All right. So she kind of becomes Megan Fox without the eating people thing. Mm. You know. All right. It's a really weird, fucked up film, but I like it. Okay, that sounds sounds like yeah. something. But that's uh, that's Mama Me. Here we go again. Uh, that'll be out this weekend. Uh, the next and last thing that we got is The Equalizer Two. Is that my boy Denzel? It is. Nice. It's a rated R. It's an action crime thriller. Uh, Robert McCall. Robert McCall serves as an unflinching justice for the exploited and oppressed. But how far will he go when that is someone he loves? Interesting. Uh, the director is Antoine Fuqua, and it stars Denzel Washington and no one else that I've heard of. Antoine Fuqua. Yeah. Uh, he's directed a number of... Um, yeah, his really familiar. I believe he did Training Day as well. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He did. Yeah. And that was that had Denzel in it, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Denzel... Did you see his last movie that came out? Denzel's uh, last movie? Yeah. The one before this. 
Uh, do you, I don't remember it what it was. Uh, Roman J. Esquire? No. no. I think you've seen that one, didn't you? I saw it. Yeah, yeah. I saw it in cinema. Okay. I thought it was pretty good. I've, 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 I've always loved Denzel. Okay. But yeah. I'm just curious to see what like a, an action movie looks from like, what, 60-year-old Denzel? Yeah. He's, he's up there now. Yeah. I'm not checking it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not checking for that. But, I mean, it's... I mean, the Equalizer 2. That's coming out. Check that yeah. out this weekend. Got it, Denzel. Yeah. Uh, that's it, right? No, it is it. It was a very short week. Yeah. yeah super short. Um, I saw something. I remember I saw something that I think you might have been in. I forgot what it was. Like, I thought about it. I went to pee and I forgot what it was. Um, just, recently, a movie television show? Yeah, it was, a, it was a movie of some sort. It doesn't matter. Oh. Let's end the episode. I'll text it to you when I figure it out. All right. <laughs> Uh, you can find us. Uh, first of all, thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at FFS Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at the FFS Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Google Play Music app, iTunes Podcast app, and Stitcher under the name for Film's Sake. And uh, we're also on iHeartRadio. Oh, I nice. haven't mentioned that we're on iHeart. No. We're on two other platforms: iHeartRadio, hey. and I forgot the name of the other one. Okay, because I just told. Like our podcasting sites, just like fucking yeah, yeah, take it, yes. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> any anywhere where you will listen to podcasts, mm. chances are we're on that platform. Yeah. So just Google, just search for Film Sake on that platform, yeah. and we're probably there. Yeah. And uh, my personal Twitter handle is at Brian Achia. I'm at T H A underscore V O N Z. Hey. hey. Which, by the way, I said I was taking a break of Twitter mm. this last break, this yeah. last week. I found a way to compromise my Twitter usage okay. without fucking up my life. Right. And as I deleted the app, and I just go to Safari and I type in Twitter, okay. and the website is so disgustingly interface compared yeah. to the app. Oh yeah, terrible. That I want to use it for like five minutes, just catch thing. up on notifications, mm-hmm. do the thing, and then I want to throw the phone at the wall. Mm. So I just don't use Twitter. Okay, <laughs> and All it's right. worked out amazing. Nice. Same for Facebook. Mm. If I didn't check Facebook in like three days, I have like fifty-one notifications. Okay. And it's been amazing. All right. I've been having a great time not checking social media okay so recommended if you're mildly depressed about things just clock out <laughs> yeah like i i don't have friends and nobody cares about me so it's like i can like be on there every day and not get a notification not get like a mention so it's like there's nothing happening my notifications aren't like people getting in touch with me mm-hmm. they're just like i have i follow people yeah because like they were like put them in a close friends list and now every time they do something on facebook I get a stupid fucking notification about oh it. no so it's just like it's exhausting, oh. and I just like I ignore it every time. I just click and ignore it. Oh, so it's like so it's not only friends. It's like you can follow you. Oh, you follow the, your friends. Right, right. Like, oh, like so you can pick something. specific people. Yeah, and like they give you a notification or they post something. Post anything, yeah. And then and that that's fine most of the times because most people don't post anything. Mm-hmm. But there's always that, those three fucking people that you just post like seven hundred times. Yeah. And I, I'm honestly, I don't remember how to unfollow them. Oh, I man. haven't, I, I just rather easy. stop using Facebook than figure out how. Okay. So <laughs> this super that's what easy. I've been doing. You just yeah. click on the profile, unfollow. Yes. And, I, and I, I like it because like they still see that we're friends, yeah. but it's like, I don't have to see, like you can unfollow them just so they, it doesn't give you the notification. Mm-hmm. Then you can like, um, there's another thing that's like where you can stay friends, but you don't see anything they ever post. Right. That, that one. I love that a lot. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. But yeah. Anyway, uh, that's it. Uh, did you say the B-O-N-Z-A thing? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So we'll see you guys next episode. I will catch you guys later. Wait.